Oh, yeah. screen for so long. Right. Um, and a lot of kids are freaking out that they're not learning. I believe that we're going to fall behind more than we're already behind a year. So. Um, That's amazing. And so are you able to see all the kids in the classroom on screens? Or? They don't like to put their camera, so we cannot force them. So, no, so how do you know who you're talking to? Exactly. They could be taking a nap from all I know. Really? Right. Wow. So you could be teaching a class with no one there? Yeah. <laughs> what the? If the parents are not on them, for sure, yeah. Wow, so they don't turn it on? No, they Oh, I wish I was a kid going through this. What a time. Or the parent could be doing it for them, right? Sitting sitting there listening to your instruction and just helping the kids later. I bet that's happening somewhat. Wow. Is it boring now doing it that way? for I like you know just interacting with students you know developing relationships but um it's comfortable You can't judge the kids if you're doing... I'm not judging them. It's fine for me. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by calling 888-77-JESSE. 888-77-53773. Also, we have our chat line. Go to our chat line and your questions and comments. And James will let me know. And we can get to those. And good morning, everybody, again. Hi, y'all. Happy Labor Day. Should we be saying this? This is supposed to be communist. <laughs> Should we be saying it too? Or? I'm sorry? It's a holiday. Happy holiday. Um, the uh, men's forum was amazing uh, last Thursday. Thank you, God, for showing up. Over 50 guys showed up. It was absolutely mind-blowing. And so I really enjoyed it. I want to, um, oh, Sammy, I got to ask you something. After the meeting, I learned something about millennial men that I didn't know, and you need to verify it. It already been verified, but I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up. It's so bad. It's like so bad. But I'm not bringing it up. I'm not bringing it up, Chris. Chris is like, no. Right. It's so bad, it can't be talked about in church. About millennial men. Isn't that amazing? Are you a millennial? Uh, How old are you in the back? 22. Oh, you're a millennial. Yeah. Uh, Zoomer. 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 Is that after millennial? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> nah. How's life going for you? It's going good. In, in what way? Just got a new job starting, uh, I'm in real estate in San Diego. Right on. Um, so I do leasing, and I'm starting a new job on Tuesday. Right on. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you move out for Mama? Yeah, I moved out. I uh, actually got into foster care at 15, so been on my own. been on my own since, like, 17. Good, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, is this your first time here? First time here. Amazing. 
What's your name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Like That's my godson's name. You just like Jeremiah. Any questions for me or disagreements? No. How did you find us? Uh, through YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Well, if anything, you have anything you want to ask, bring up. Let me know. Perfect. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Is this your first time as well? Yeah. What's your name? Let her have a mic for me. My name is Eliza. Elijah. Eliza. Eliza. Yes. Nice. And so, any questions for me? No. Had you heard about me before today? I learned about you from him. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. That's your boyfriend? No, we're friends. You're just friends? Yeah. Keep it that way. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, any questions or anything or disagreements or anything? No. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Me All too. right. This is you guys' first time, too? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, amazing. What's your name? My name is Eric. Eric. Welcome, yes. man. Thank How you. did you hear about us? Um, through my friend, Wesley. Oh, thanks, Wesley. Have you heard the show or anything already? Uh, yes, I have. I, um, he gave me a clip or two. Right. Uh, yes. Any disagreements or any questions about anything? Um, right now, no, I don't have any. Oh, good. Who's those people in the mask? Oh, these are my children. This is Eric the second, and then my uh, middle son is uh, Ernest. Hey, guys. How y'all? Wave. You can, they can't see your mouth. Oh, they can't Everybody. talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, so a lot to talk about. If you have, anybody have anything you want to ask me about or bring up anything? Right here. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question about overreacting. Okay. So as I've been awake a little over a year now, been doing the silent prayer, um, but I, it's still very easy for me to get pulled into my thoughts, into my imagination. Yeah. So when, I, when you initially heard your recommendation, hey, don't overreact to anything, you know, I, what I thought overreaction was was, you know, when people really carry on, like go over the top. Right. But I'm starting to see it something like it can be really slight. Just having a can you so if you could say more about that, I mean, because even if I'm seeing or starting to recognize that when I so I, if I get go into my thoughts or get pulled into my imagination. Yeah. And then I catch myself and I come back, but I'm like trying to understand what was the sequence that like what did I believe that allowed me to kind of Going to my that is such a good question, man. So if you could speak because more to that. We tend to think of overreaction like overreacting, going off, getting mad, right? But something can happen, and you can have a little shock, like surprise, right? And that's an overreaction, too. And it'll cause one little shock will cause another one. And it'll, get, it'll cause you to go into your head. That's why you have to uh, practice being, being conscious at all times, so that you don't be surprised by anything. And so if something happened, you are aware of it, and you're not even surprised by it at all. Because if you're not aware, you can be surprised. You hear that your wife stole bubble gum, right? She's never stolen bubble gum. She could have paid a quarter. But she stole it, and the clerk called, Mr. Johnson, your wife there? Yes. Where she stole some bubble gum. You might not go off, but you're like, what? <laughs> Even that can bring on another thought. That's why God wants us to be still in all things. And when you stop overreacting to anything, you find yourself becoming still with all things. 
And it's amazing that way. I'm also noticing things can be not even a shock, but just subtle. Yeah. It just, it's just like almost a nudge. And then you, and then it's maybe days later, then I'm maybe in a ditch or something like that in my imagination. Meaning. I uh, was telling you guys this morning in my office that uh, I learned something about the millennials that I didn't know. I heard about it, but didn't think about it much. And then over this weekend, I learned more about it. And I was a little surprised. And it almost made me sad because I was a little surprised about it. Where if I had just heard it, let it go in one ear and out the other, it would have made me a little sad about it. But it just revealed to me how weak millennial men are. And so, but the more you be aware that when you are shocked, just be aware you were shocked by no big deal because you're learning not to be. Right. Okay. So just whatever, even some subtle or shock or anything that just, because I'm noticing that. It may not be the initial event, but it could lead to something a couple of days later. Absolutely. So that is trying to, like, understand that. Yeah, just don't be in denial that you were shot. Right. And don't try to fight it yourself. Don't judge yourself. And you'll overcome it. So it's just all awareness. Just All awareness. All the time. Okay. All right. Amazing. Thank Good you. question, man. Uh, anybody else? So I want to ask you something. Who believe and... This is a serious question, right? It's not just a learned question. Who believe that as a Christian you you can sin? It's not a guessing game. We're fellowshipping. We're like I want to know from out there too, if you believe as a son or daughter of God, you can sin. Uh if anybody call, let me know, James. Any question about that? Yes. I used to think that. Do you think that now? I used to think that. After listening to you, no, I do not. Uh, Do you think that because I said it or you can see it for yourself? I can see it. Um, Just, I think I was sharing last Sunday, there were, um, when I was believing that, um, there was certain sin I was falling back into, and I just didn't understand if I was saved and just things like that. But when you say that we are sons and daughters of God and just, I don't know, it was just just encouraging to hear that and it makes me want to walk holy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young lady just walked in. I want to, because I was thinking of you this morning when I thought about this. Do you believe, truly believe as a Christian you cannot sin? I mean, that you can sin. I'm sorry, you put it on your seat and you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and be honest, it's not a test, it's a fellowship. I have something I want to share with you yeah. about it. Well, the reason, I don't know how to answer it because I don't know what you call yourself when you're in the state of growing, of growing in Christ. Or, As a Christian, were you sinning before you came here? Um, you can be honest. And, right before I came? And Caesar doesn't want <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't know what to call it when you're when you're growing. You know, I think you can still uh mess up when you're growing. But and I think that you want us to believe in perfection and I'm willing to go there. No, I'll believe I don't in want perfection. You to believe in it. Okay. I want you all to suffer and die. <laughs> I want you to want to want it. You know what I'm saying? Really? Well, yeah. Y'all I... can be... <laughs> I'm just putting the word out there. 
Here's the way I, yeah. you know. I'll say I believe it's possible. I, yeah. I believe it's possible to, to be perfect yeah. as a Christian, to not sin. I think it's so possible. So I want to ask you this. There's this guy by the name of, and I hate these kind of stories, especially for men, because men are always accused and attacked. But I want to bring this up and, and ask you what do you think about this. That's the only way I'm bringing it up, all right? Uh, and then I have a point to make about it. There's this preacher by the name of John Gray. You ever heard of him? No. He's a, a big-time TV evangelist. Am I right, Hermes? And he worked for, uh, at one time I know he worked for, what's that wheat preacher name? Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. <laughs> Who said that? How did you know I was talking about Joel right away? <laughs> I used to be in that, man. You used to be a Joel Osteen person? Big-time, yeah, all, all the big-time, big-name preachers, I probably know them because that's what I grew up with and was indoctrinated oh, with. So Amazing. <laughs> and he is like an Oprah channel person, too. I think he's on Open Network and all that kind of stuff. So he admitted, according to all the reports, that he cheated on his wife. And now he's going through a lot of trouble with it. What do you think about a preacher cheating on their wives? Preachers who cheat on their wives. <laughs> oh, <huh. laughs> um, I I think that that a lot of them would probably try to excuse it by saying, "Well, I'm human. We're all human. We all mess up." Well, alleg- and I, allegedly he bought her a nice car for it. At least uh, the wife got a, a Lamborghini or something. Uh-huh. I'm like, cheat on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll go on stage and say, Satan made you do it. Yeah. But I guess I do think, I guess I do think that if, if, if you find that out about your preacher, you might not want to really fellowship with, I mean, you might not, you could fellowship with anyone, but you wouldn't want to be guided by that person anymore. Right. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> I'm sorry? What else do you want to know? That's it. Okay. <laughs> Hermes, what do you think about the pastor cheating on his wife? I, mean, I don't think about So listen, relax, and it's not a contest. You can't win or lose. We're fellowshipping with one another, right? So cool out. Yes. I mean, it's not uncommon for a lot of the, uh, especially the black pastors. It's not uncommon? Yeah, because you, you hear. You know spe- a lot of preachers who cheat on their wives? I know a handful, yeah. Really? Yeah. Y'all hang out together? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't personally know him, but oh. I know of them. Um, I don't know. I don't think much about what he did, but I think I saw the apology, and the apology just seemed so fake and phony. Uh, it didn't seem sincere at all. And what was fake and phony about it? Uh, he looked like he was just on stage at a regular Sunday service, like he was delivering a, a sermon. Didn't seem oh, like a, yeah. the you know. music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drama. That was the apology. That's amazing. Yeah. And so should he cheat on his wife? No. Should the congregation be surprised he cheated? I could see that. Yeah, they should be. Why? Because he's supposed to be a, um, supposed to be, you know, if you're a preacher, I'm assuming you've overcome sin. Why would you he, he'd been that? born again. Why, well, why would he put himself in that position 
if he's not able to lead other people out of that lifestyle or help them see how to overcome that. Why would you assume that he's not supposed he's supposed to be not doing it? I wouldn't follow anybody that I didn't think was uh, had more wisdom or understanding than I did. Why not? Because they're gonna they're gonna lead me to a to a ditch. So if you follow a preacher who cheated on his wife, that would make you cheat on yours. No, it would just be disappointing. And why would you disappoint it? Because I would expect that that person would be, you know, should be a man of God, have overcome those things, and should be setting a higher example. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Amazing. This is so good. This is like mind-blowing good. <laughs> this is better than black walnut, peanut butter cookies. Strawberry pop, all mixed together. <laughs> what do you think about the priest that cheats on his wife? Um, I think that I would hope that it wouldn't happen because the preacher respects the office in which he's in and understands that it is not just about himself and what he's feeling in the moment but he understands that he is in charge of the spiritual growth of the people that are following behind him. Right. And so that he would be mature enough and um, emotionally sound enough to make the right decisions and have people around him that would help support him. And so when those thoughts start to come, that he can go and say, hey, I need help in this area, instead of just giving in and saying, you know, this feels good in the moment. So that's for so me. So you it's think more you're going to be in a hotel room with a woman, and you're in that moment? You going to call up the congregation? <laughs> no, that's saying that you don't get in the hotel with help. the woman <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> so you don't you don't get yourself in there. You know, you travel you travel with um, a male friend oh. that's that's there with you. That's that's there to support you at the hotel with you and the woman. Well, no, hopefully the woman's still not there. You don't get yourself in there with the woman. <laughs> I understand what you said. I'm messing with yeah, you. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So what do you think about this guy, if it's true, John Gray? He cheated on his wife, and she might be pregnant. They don't know for sure. I don't know for sure if that's true or not, but that's a part of the saying, too. And so, uh, and I think she's, like, young, you know, in her 20s. I mean, t- late teens or 20s. Would you expect your wife to stay with you? Would I expect her to stay with me? Um, no, I would not expect her to. Even if you bought a Lamborghini? <laughs> I mean, I would, I would hope that... I'm like, could, honey! <laughs> I would hope because of the sanctity of marriage that, that they could work it out, but that's a lot to be asking for from any person because it's a trust issue. It right. becomes down to trust. And if he's still trying to do what God had put on his heart to do, like to reach the nations, the way in which he's doing, um, then he will still need to travel, and she would still need to trust him that if he goes out, he's not going to do it again. This is so, I understand that, man. The young man in front of you want to respond. Let him have the mic. Me? <laughs> I just see in your eye, you, you're dying to respond. Okay. So the preacher cheated on his wife, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and you could hear the tape where he was at the hotel where the woman was. Mm. He, bought, he got the mm. woman a room at the hotel. I mm. guess he and his wife went to some hotel. 
and he got her a room, and he wanted to be with her, and she didn't want to be with him that day, I guess. He was like, are you saying you ain't going to be with me? I thought, I done. And she recorded it. Guys, stop it. Don't text your cheating wife or woman. Don't call them on the phone and, and say anything because they're going to record it. Don't y'all have sense enough to know that? This man left a voicemail. <laughs> How do you leave a voicemail with your cheating girlfriend? <laughs> and and being, look like he would know better than that, right? He should have given some kind of code. Did you eat the watermelon yet? <laughs> Is the fish ready at the cafe? Or something, you know? <laughs> you like... <laughs> So, uh, if you found out that your preacher was cheating on his wife, how would you feel about that? Um, obviously, like, he's a fake. And why do you say he's a fake? Because he's not a living example of what of he's what? preaching. You know, I'm sure he probably gave tons of, you know, speeches on fighting temptation over the years to his congregation. You know, and then after after work, he was doing his thing. Should he apologize to the church? <laughs> yeah, he should beg, but I don't. He should I, beg. <laughs> he should beg for forgiveness. Oh Lord, please forgive. But me. I don't think it makes a difference at this point. I mean, he got caught, you know, so he should, should he just leave? he should go away and f- figure. I don't know, go to Jerusalem or something and, and <laughs> figure it out. Are you a Jew? <laughs> no. Oh. No. It's okay to be a Jew. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a Jew, no. right? Yeah, good food. Uh, so he should leave the church? Yeah, he needs to go away for a while and think about what he's done. <laughs> Would you forgive him for that? Yes, I forgive. I could forgive anybody for pretty much anything. Yeah. And so if he came back and started preaching, would you listen to him? No. And why not? Uh, like I said, I just don't see... He's not a living example. But... I don't know. You make me think, and I go back and forth. So, but but I want you to. That's yeah, why I'm asking. Yeah, it's a, I want you, you, have to, think you about it. to think for yourself. You'd be shocked. It really will. I, okay. I, I would if he was standing before me and I was talking to him. I'd be able to tell if he was sincere in his apology and his, you know, in repenting and stuff. And if he was sincere, would you listen to him preaching again? I would hear what he has to say from you know, because that's an experience still. And then again, he's just a man, so you put a, any man on stage, he's going to get tempted. I mean, it can happen to anybody, but, like, it's, it's not a good look for any preacher. And it's, it happens a lot, too. What's well, not I a good look? For, for a preacher to cheat on his wife and everybody, you yeah, know, to find you out. Think. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> okay, yeah. but would you listen to him preach anymore? I, like I said, it depends. I'd have to, you know. Probably meet with him on my own and just kind of get a feel for him. All right. You know. Is this your first time here? First time on Sunday. Yeah, I was here Thursday. Oh, wasn't that an amazing meeting on it was Thursday? amazing. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Any questions about anything? <laughs> about what? Today, anything. Not Today? from Thursday yet. What, do you have a gavel on your table? Yes. What's that for? <laughs> Attention. This is for when the black people want to knock out the white people. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I don't know. Someone made this and gave it to me. 
Oh, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, there was a little pad somewhere around here that goes with it. No, yeah. yeah. Well, good. Better man. you than Nancy Pelosi with the guy. I know. I, I say. What a mess. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Did you have your hand, Frank? Yes, sir. In front of you. So, you know, I'm old enough. You what? I'm old enough to have seen this a hundred times. Preachers who cheat on their wives? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Um, what do you think he should do at this point? Oh, my God. I'm not as attorney. Well, first, what do you think about him cheating on his wife and being a big-time preacher? Not surprised at all. And why not? Um, any, anybody in position is going to be attacked by the devil and be tempted more than any average man. So this is, this is to be expected. And, you know, what about the preachers you don't hear about things happening that kept it secret? He was probably forced... You sound like his wife. Yeah. yeah he's, the devil made him do it. He's probably, you know. And y'all ain't going to make me leave. The Lamborghini car too much. Yeah. So he's, I'm not giving up the car. Satan did it. And I don't know if you and heard. And that old woman tried to take my husband. I ain't going nowhere. Don't know if you heard about uh, Farrell. Are you familiar with this guy? Yeah, I've listened to he, him. He looked like a little carbon copy of... Uh, T.D. Jays. Yeah, who said that? I think he worked with him. He worked with him? That's why he looked like him? I think he worked with him. <laughs> Does he look like a younger T.D. Jays? Fat. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about Farrell? Farrell's uh, the, the guy that uh, um, was having sex. Uh, he would watch. He had his pool boy to have sex with his Farwell. Who? Jerry, Jerry Falwell Jr. No, I don't want to get into all that. Okay, I just want to make it's the same I, kind I of temptation. Make a point, by, so yeah. would you accept his apology, this preacher's apology? Absolutely, absolutely. And would you still hear him preach? Yes. Should he step down? Um, no, I don't think he should step down. I mean, could you step down for every sin that you committed or, or wrongdoing? Uh, so he I should mean, not step down for cheating on his wife? No. Why not? No. Um, because it's a... This is an ailment that, that men and women have. This is what, you know, we've, we fail sometimes. So, so you're going to get fired and, and, and dumped? He uh, still has Well, I hope you don't ever become a preacher. <laughs> we already know he's going to cheat, and he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> uh, I, thank you, man. I got to ask Cheryl and Mary, then I'll tell you why I'm asking about that. Cheryl, if your preacher husband cheated... Would you expect him to step down? Or how do you, you know, I, I hate to do what, if, but what do you think about this situation? Are you familiar with this situation? Yeah, I've heard about it. And what do you think about it? Um, I think he should step down. And why? Because it's like having somebody, like in a, it's kind of like having an accountant that embezzles money from you. Like, that's all well and good, but you've proven that you can't handle that position so and how about they say oh lord i ain't gonna do it no more i'm sorry jesus i won't that, steal that's from a, you anymore uh, that's okay that's between him and god but be, but the congregation should have him step down he can be part of the congregation he's forgiven but he's kind of proven that he can't handle it even if he bought you a lamborghini you still want him to step down i'd make him think i was thinking about it <laughs> but it, ultimately i'd have him step down how about if you had to move out of the big house Oh, if I was the wife, 
Um, you know, sometimes I think, I mean, he, he kind of put her in a really bad situation, cheating on her. Because he's bringing, you know, he's bringing somebody else into their relationship and all that kind of stuff. Have you seen his wife? Uh, you know, I've, I've, he had a show, like actual, like a reality yeah. kind of show. Right. And I've seen her then, but I don't quite remember what Doesn't she looks she look like. Doesn't she look like the woman that would make you cheat? No, she's, <laughs> she seems to be pretty okay, from what I could tell, but that's just She looks like the kind of woman that would make you cheat with your Bible land on a bed corner. <laughs> no, I'll play. I'll play, lady. No, she, um, she, she looks okay. So but he should step down. I think he should. If he apologized, could you listen to him preach anymore? I don't think he should be really preaching. I don't Any think. more ever? Maybe in some kind of other capacity. Maybe like some group. He could be a head of a group like about cheating. Like youth ministry or something. <laughs> <laughs> so he could tell. Because he said, I've been through it and don't do it. <laughs> so. Amazing. What do you think, Mary? Mary's all holy. <laughs> what do I think? I really think. Do you think he should step down if it's true? Uh, only if he wants to. I mean, because... Only obviously, if he wants to? Obviously, he's done it before. He's done it before, obviously? Uh, yeah. What do you mean, well, obviously? We, How you well, know? We, we've heard that he's done it before. So Women always uh, think you did it before. And, it, <laughs> and it's a pattern, right? You've done this before. It's a, it seems no, to be No, honey, this is my first time cheating. <laughs> no, it's not. Would you listen to, to him, Mary Preach? Uh, no, I, I never liked him anyway. I mean, I just, you know, when I hear him speaking, I turn the channel. Oh. Because he always sounds like such a phony. He's not, he, he doesn't seem to have any strong convictions to start with. He's but just, if it was your husband, would you want him to step down? If it was my husband? No. Why not? Because nah, that's a different song. Because he's doing what he does. Because the people are supporting him. And the, you're living like the first lady. Uh, well, no, I could still move out and get my own house and take my Lamborghini with me. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, sir. Good morning. Are you Jewish? No. You look Jewish. No, no I'm not. You look like a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with you. I love Jews. I've been in Israel. I have been loving Jews all my life. I'm not like those other blacks. Just, no, it's just you look Jewish. Okay, no. I will pretend I am. Sorry? You should pretend that you are so you get money. Oh, really? Okay. I will try, I will try that. <laughs> no, um, uh, I was thinking that uh, a preacher... A pastor, whatever you call it, um, if he cheat on his wife, first of all, I think a pastor, he's supposed to lead his people and make them a strength. Right. But if he cheats, he's an example of, he's not a strength, he's weak. For that reason, I'm not going to listen to him anymore. Oh, okay. Because. You should think he should just go away? Because he showed weakness. He showed weakness. And in public, which is worse. So for that reason, suffer and die. So he should stop preaching. <laughs> Sorry, he should stop preaching. I no, he can preach. It's just I'm not going to follow him. Oh, I see. Because oh, okay. he he represents weakness, and I want a leader who teach me the way to strength in life. So okay, amazing. 
Is this your first time here? Uh, second time. Oh, okay. I came here a year and a half ago. Right on. Well, I'm glad to see you again. Thank you. Any question about anything? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Not right now. Thank you. Uh, yes. Black Victoria. You, Victoria, you know about this situation? Not really. So this man by the name of uh, Pastor John uh, Gray uh, it's been reported that he cheated on his wife. The lady seemed to have recorded the conversation where he was upset. Uh, his wife said Satan made him do it, and she ain't giving up that car. She didn't say that, but I saw the car. Yeah. He may go, but the car ain't leaving. Should he step down? No, he should not. Why not? Because... So as you guys were talking, I started to kind of think about the things that you have shared with us. You have made what would, what some people in this room would say is a mistake with having a baby out of wedlock and all that. So at the same token, we shouldn't be listening to you. But I wasn't a preacher then. I know, but still. I was in a father's state. <laughs> and this preacher and that probably, wasn't a mistake. No, and, and but. but <laughs> you don't mistakenly make a baby. <laughs> but deep, but I guess um, the line of logic that I'm using is that if I were to write off every person that did something evil in my own eyes, I would be sitting in a room by myself and never communicate with anybody ever again. So, yeah, I mean, and if, if all sins are equal... I'm not understanding how someone can say, well, you did that one thing. So because of that, now you're banished from my life forever. Like, I don't, it so doesn't make sense so to So you'd me. be okay with him continuing to preach? I would, because I think sometimes you have to go through something that crazy to come back to God. Oh, okay. So I don't think that this man is, I don't think anything of him one way or another from what I've heard in the room. But I'm just saying, like, I wasn't ready to talk about this because I actually thought about my dad, too, because my dad is kind of like that. He's that, a preacher? Not a preacher, but... He's a cheater? Yes. <laughs> Your father cheats on his wife? Oh, my God, Jesse. I will not recount the whole thing because I'm going to honor my father, but remember... Well, you said enough. I know, but... <laughs> you already have the impression, right? <laughs> no, because... <laughs> well, when your daddy comes to visit, we're going to know... <laughs> No, but remember that that was kind of the whole thing. That's why he wasn't there because he chose his wife and his obligation. Right. So I understand that. So if this man believes that he is supposed to be a preacher, it's going to get revealed. If his church empties out, then okay, that will really test his faith in God maybe, right. you know, because is he only in it because he has a crowd? And if that's the case, he is not a man of God. And eventually, if he has to step down or needs to, it's going to happen the people do not have the right to decide that. That's not, we don't have that kind of power. On the other hand, also, I think people need to stop looking to people in flesh and blood to yeah. follow. Amazing. That's the biggest issue here, because that's the only reason this is a question. Okay, so. amazing. So let me ask Samuel, and then you got the last word on it. Um, Samuel, should he step down? No. Why not? I knew you were going to say no. <laughs> slap maker. <laughs> um, because it's it's not a sin to do that. Like, 
The sin. Not is, a sin to cheat on your wife. No, nah, I don't think it's a sin. Like it's a mistake, you know. But it's not a sin that everybody should judge him for it. So he should cheat on. If he cheated on his wife, he could come back to church. Yeah, I cheated. It was a mistake. Don't judge me. Well, I, man, the- for, first of all, if he's gonna cheat, <laughs> he should he should not even uh, like be leaving messages like he said. I know. Don't get caught don't up. Don't leave messages. Uh, don't get caught up. Don't cause... leave messages. Yeah, Even if you're just dating, you're not married. It's just regular dating. <laughs> don't leave messages. Yeah, that's so true. And like, don't send do letters. You guys understand? And, and ladies, don't y'all leave them either. Even though I don't think ladies do it very much. But guys, don't leave messages. What's wrong with y'all? When I was growing up, I did not write letters <laughs> and then take pictures. Don't leave messages. You don't know how your life's going to turn out, you know? And as soon as you run for president, that's the first thing they're going to pull out. So be careful. Yes. Yeah. So you don't think he should step down? Nah, I don't think he should step down. Should he apologize? To who? The congregation. Uh, nah, I don't think they deserve an apology. Oh, he just, he just walk back up in there like nothing. <laughs> hey, what's up? Y'all back. What kind uh, of preacher are you going to be? <laughs> Just walk back up in there like nothing happened. Everybody knows well, about all the rumors, right? Don't even address it. All right, if they it. bring it up, I'll, I'll address it. It's all over the media. Oh, okay, yeah. Then. It's so, all over social media. Yeah, then he should apologize. But it should be between him and his wife because yeah. that marriage is between him and his wife. It's not Absolutely. between him and his congregation or his people. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Oh, let me check this young man first. He had his hand. And then you and then I'll. Well, I don't know about him or the congregation over there because I don't really listen to him. I've seen him a couple of times, and he looks like a phony. He looks like a what? A phony. Like a, a it's phony. A, it's oh, a okay. show, you know. I don't Should know. Should he resign? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, but if if he's, he was, if he's if been sh- accused of cheating on his wife, uh-huh. um, he apologized, right, Hermes? Yeah. He did a, a long apology. Yeah. Uh, his wife has said she's okay with it in that. Satan made uh-huh. him do it, and she doesn't like the fact that the woman did what she did with yeah. it. Should he resign? No. And why not? Because if the shoe was on the other hand, looking at like... You don't wear shoes on the hand. <laughs> on the foot. On the <laughs> Unless you are Armenian. Hey, English is my third language. Let's get mixed up sometimes. So but, you uh, say he should resign? No, because if it was... Different, like in my if I was in that situation and I found out you did something wrong, it wouldn't take away from all the good things I learned from you and right. uh, the growth you had helped me experience. Because in the end, you're just a man pointing at God and God's word. But you he might, doesn't teach that way. Well, I don't know what his congregation he, is, why they just, follow he him. He's from the Bible. He's really into it that way. I, I don't know. I don't care. So you're saying that he should not resign. If he's uh, helping people and pointing to God, then no. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Did you know that so, Armenians wear shoes on hands? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we, when I came in, you said when I heard the story, I thought of you. I don't know if that's because you remember that I used to be a cheater. <laughs> I'm not you sure. You what? A cheater. 
I didn't think about that. Okay. So you got hurt by it, right? <laughs> no, but no, I... No, I don't remember that at all. Okay. Well, maybe I just asked you because you were a lady, and I wanted to hear what the ladies thought about oh, it. Oh, oh I'm a lady. To, <laughs> and I knew you used to be into Bible-thumping kind of stuff. Hmm? That's why I asked, because you came from one of those type of churches, right? Uh, no, not a Bible-thumping church. Oh, okay. No, a but social no, justice I, church. You cheated on your husband? Church. Yeah, but what I wanted to I say... I totally would <laughs> Well, thanks for reminding me. I wanted to say something about that because <laughs> about the, you know, whether that's a sin or whether you can be a Christian. So you told her he's thinking about you now. <laughs> and I don't know how to justify what I'm going to say right now, but I'm just bringing it up just to fellowship because it's what's right. what's in my mind yeah. is that I, I do feel like I looking back, I know I was in a fallen state and I thought I was a Christian, but I know I was in a fallen state right. for sure. Yeah. And. I definitely feel as though I've come out of that fallen state and that there's, if you're out of the fallen state, I don't think there's any way you could do that. But, but, you know, if, if sin is also just, um, you know, feeling anxiety or something like that, like I, I still in that state, you've come out of the fallen state, but you're growing in Christ. I think you can still feel anxiety. You can still start to feel anger, but then you see it and, and you see what's wrong with it and you, and you, can pull yourself out of it. Right. But to me, there's something different. That I, don't, I don't know how to justify that. What's different about the sin of feeling anxiety or starting to judge somebody versus the sin of actually cheating? It, to me, they're different somehow, but I don't know how. But I do think well, that you can. And I do cheat. think he should step down because he's in a fallen you state. You think he should? Sure. The, the, he's absolutely in a fallen state. He should not be a preacher if you're in a fallen state. And, and maybe he could get, I'm not saying forever, he could... Uh, he could pull himself out of it, and he could be he could be renewed in the future, and then maybe he could be a preacher again. But at this moment in time, he should definitely step away. How about if his wife doesn't have a problem with it, and she doesn't think he should step down? I don't think that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the wife thinks. No, no. What matters is he's in a fallen state. Oh, okay. And you should not be leading other people. What well, you're going to lead other people to hell, right? No, if you're in a, that's a the only place you could lead people if you're. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar, I want something else he said that I want to hear what you think about this. He said that he apologized and everything. He said, now I'm turning myself over to counselors and psychiatrists and expert people to help me overcome this or to, to see why I did this, something like that. Should he turn himself over to experts? No, absolutely not? not. Well, first of all, he shouldn't, he shouldn't resign. He shouldn't step down. You said what now? He shouldn't step down. And why not? Because he didn't, if he cheated, like, he didn't cheat on me. Like, I don't care. It had nothing to do with me. Right. It happened on his, to his wife. Yeah, that's between him and his wife and God. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't care. But you if you were sitting in his congregation after you know what happened, you heard yeah. what happened, would you be sitting there thinking, yeah, what are you talking about, you little cheater? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I don't think like that about any of my close <laughs> friends, you know? Oh, your friends cheat? I know friends that cheat, but, you know, it's you none of my lot, business. You got friends who cheat on their wives? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No but it's not, see, it's not my business. <laughs> I mean, it's not my business. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So I can't, I can't judge them. Amazing. Know, so. Joel, last question. You're so holy. Should he step down? <laughs> Joel is the holy one. He's black. Um, no, but there's no trust there, for sure. You wouldn't trust him? I would question the trust. Why? Well, I would, I would kind of wait and see and try to see if, you oh, know. Oh, Lord, one of those wait and seeers. 
to see if what he says, you know, makes sense to me. But there would, there would be no trust in me. Just, the trust is gone. So the trust would be he might cheat again? Just that I don't know if he can give me the right advice. But how about if everything else he's saying is from the Bible, it seems to be true, he just cheated. But everything <laughs> else he's saying is true. That's why I'd have to just see if it makes sense to me. And I would just take it, which, which you should do in general, no matter what the preacher. Because sometimes, you know, even the crazy preachers, every once in a while, they write. So, <laughs> so we just, I don't know if he should step down, no. I, was, uh, so I don't I, know if I would say he, would, he should step down. Oh, okay. Um, but there definitely would be like a, huh. <laughs> so you'd be back sitting in the congregation going, huh. Right. But if Amazing. he said something that was true, then I would, you know. How would you handle the S1? Esteban is a little street preacher. I know. Well, not anymore. I mean, he shouldn't step down, but... He should not? No. Why not? Because maybe I feel like uh, people can learn from it, I guess. If he does overcome it, people can see it, and then if they're going through the same thing or there's a chance that they might go through the same thing, then they can learn how to overcome it. But I wouldn't be able to listen to him anymore because when I listen to someone, it's like I want to learn from them, so I want to do what they're doing so I can... Would you judge him? Judge him? Uh, no, definitely not. Cause then I, why would you be able to listen to him? Because uh, when I listen to like certain people, it's because I, uh, they know something that I don't, and like uh, I want to be like that, you know? So, like, I wouldn't be able to listen to uh, someone that cheats because I, I would be afraid that I would, you know, do something bad myself. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, Raymond, then you, then this young lady. I'll call them the biblical question. Oh, okay. I'll get to that right after this. Yes, sir. Well, I kind of agree with this young lady right here. I think that he should step down. Um, one is if he is up preaching God's word, he's giving, you know, out of what he's already have inside of himself. Right. But if he's in a fallen state, he doesn't have what anything positive really to give. Because I think first is about our relationship, our own relationship with God. And if he is in front trying to help everyone else out, how is he getting himself? You know, how is he being built up how is he going to move forward yeah. and then the the, the um, part that you said that he's getting professional help you know from all these things I think he really needs other um, believers that are strong in that area to come beside him and help him figure out what's missing what's the missing link in his mind and his heart and so that he can be turned back to God and through that he could be built up and go through a restoration process because I don't think that he should be set down forever but Personally, I feel he should move down and so that he can work on his relationship with God and so that he can be a strong husband, so he can be a strong pastor again, and so that he can be a leader because a leader needs to know when to sit down and so that they can follow. And if you can't follow, you can't be a leader. Okay. What do you think about this, the young lady right here? Should he step down? I would say yes. And why? I know. Well, I'm like against cheating. You so, are. Yes. 
<laughs> he had like, Whoa. like I <laughs> You guess cheated? Why? Well, why would you get into a relationship? In order like, to cheat. Exactly. It's, it makes no sense. It's like, just don't be in a relationship. Have you ever been cheated on? No. You have not? No. Good. So you're saying, yes, he should step down? Yes. Should he apologize to the church or just to his wife? To his wife. To his wife yes. only? Well, he can apologize to the church as well, but they're not in the relationship with right. him and the wife, so it doesn't make sense. And if he apologized to his wife and his wife said, no, worry about it, honey. I know Satan made you do it. And that other woman just trying to take you away from me. Would you, be, would you accept that? Well, that would be between them. That's like her choice. So it would be fine with you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't forgive. If I were her, I wouldn't forgive him for it. For cheating? I, I would move on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Raymond, did you have your hand about this? Yes, I did. Okay. Real fast. I'll make it brief. I believe he should step down his position because... Like, a, like any tool, a position a man has is only as good as the man behind it. And if he had any, if the sliver of respect of who he was and what he was trying to do, he would at least uh, step down and, re, and rethink his whole position. Amazing. The young lady right in front of you. What do you think? Should he step down? Is this your first time here? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> How did you hear about us? My husband. Who's your husband? He's not here. Oh, he's not here. And <laughs> <laughs> did he cheat on you or something? No. <laughs> um, any questions for me before we go back to that? I have so many questions, but I won't, oh, you take, do? I won't take the time. No, no, no. That's what no, this it's is okay. for. No, but let's deal with that. Then we'll come back to the questions. Should he step down if it's true? Yes. And Why? Because he's in a position of leadership, and by doing what he did, he uh, he stained his title um, of leadership in the leadership position that he's in, and he will have lost the trust uh, of many of the people that follow him. How about if his wife said, "Hey, don't worry about it. I'm okay with it. The devil made him do it. Y'all cool out." And he bought me a limousine. Uh, limousine uh, what name that called? Lamazini. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if she wants to forgive him and stay in the marriage, but she can't speak for the congregation. How about if she promised you a ride in the car? <laughs> <laughs> then okay. <laughs> uh, let me tell you why I asked this. Because the Christians believe that it's impossible to be perfect. And that everybody sins even after they become children of God. They still sin. And that they can't help it. You can't help it. They teach that. They preach that. And so if they believe that everybody sin, why is it wrong for the preacher to do what he's doing and everybody get mad about it? They say you can't help it that we all sin as children of God. So why are they mad at the man? Why would they not keep coming to church and praising the Lord, give a donation? If they believe that you could be a son, there's no different than the preacher than it is the rest of the Christians. So why are they mad at him? Aha! Uh-huh. 
Because they teach that, right? So why are they mad? It should be, oh, the preacher cheated on his wife. That's something else. Y'all come on, praise the Lord. <laughs> because they say you can't help it. That you can't help us sin after you're born again. In a fallen state, you can't help it, but they say you still can do that. And they, they okay that. That's seal of approval for everybody. And if someone says that they don't sin, the, pre- the uh, Christians don't believe it. They're like, oh, you got to be sinning. So why are they mad at the preacher? I rest my case. Based on how they believe that preachers should go sin, tell his wife, buy her a car and a new dress, and come back Sunday and keep preaching. <laughs> what do you think about that, Hermes? I thought all of you were going to say that. Because all most Christians believe that, that you can sin. What do you think I about think that? I think you make a very good point. So, uh, why yeah. are, they, are they expecting the preacher to be perfect, but no one else can be perfect? That's a good point. I rest my case. This is what this is for. <laughs> I rest my case. It's so judgmental. Either you believe that you can be perfect, or you don't believe it. And if you don't believe that you can be perfect, the preacher is not perfect. So you can expect one day to hear that he cheated, or he stole some money, or he did this, because he can't be perfect. He can't have it both ways. And if you believe that the preacher should be sinless, why don't you believe that for yourself? How, what's special about the preacher that he cannot, he could be sinless, but you can't? It's so messed up in that world. Yes, Victoria. <laughs> So, Everybody's so quiet now. <laughs> what you were saying just now is along the lines of where I was coming from, and you articulated it perfectly. But my question for you now is, do you believe that in the fallen state, you do truly know right from wrong? It's just... What happened? <laughs> I don't want What happened? You dropped your pants or something? Oh, that's all right, man. The priest needs to do it, too. Uh, I'm John Gray. Yes. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, maybe I wasn't supposed to ask the question. But um, I was just asking you your, um, excuse me, what your thoughts are on this. Um when you are in the fallen state, do you believe that you truly know right from wrong? No. Okay. That was really just my question because I know, I can only speak for myself that when I... In that fallen state, you could believe that it's right. But it's, if you're a seeker, you know something's wrong, mm-hmm. so you don't completely accept it as a right. You might not know how to overcome it, mm-hmm. but you know that, you know something wrong, but you don't, can't... Have, but there are people who literally think that in that fallen state, what they're doing is right. Mm-hmm. That's why they fight you on it when you, when you disagree with them. Because they are absolutely convinced that it's right. Right. And just like the Christians, the Christians absolutely believe that you can't, you can't be a Christian and not sin. That's their thing. So they should be upset at John Gray. It shouldn't be gossip about or anything. 
John Gracier showed up that, that night after he sinned. Y'all, I had some fun that night. <laughs> I told my wife about it, and she said, that's all right, honey, just buy me a car. If they believe that, they have a higher standard for the preacher than they do themselves. But if the preacher told them, hey, y'all, don't sin, they'll get mad at him. But when he sin, they get mad at him. Right. What the? You know well, what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I believe, like, like kind of what I was saying, where we put too much stock in flesh and blood. Like, everybody was born that's to their right. mother just like I was. That's why I want you to know that you know that you know. Not because I said it or my mama or anyone else. You need to know for yourself. Because look at all the confusion with what's happening with John Gray. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody were to just say, okay, he did that, moving on, because my relationship with God is more important than that, none of this hoopla would have taken place if everybody was focused and just looking straight ahead at God. And plus, all the people who are judging John Gray are sinners. Exactly. Otherwise, they wouldn't be judging John Gray. Exactly. You know what they will understand. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. The last part of my question was when you said the thing about not knowing if it's right or wrong and you feel wrong, my question is that thing that pushes you forward into that wrong behavior, even though you had that nudge that said it was wrong, is going into that behavior what is considered the fallen state? Because you yes. already knew. Yeah, because you're controlled by your mind. You're, you're tempted by darkness, mm-hmm. and you find yourself going into it mm-hmm. a little bit more because you need to be born again in order to come out of it. So the going you into the it is, is, that's the indicator that you're not truly born again. Yes. Okay, because I get caught up in the nudge, and I think, oh, that means I'm awake. But then I still move forward and do it anyway. Right. So, okay. Don't judge yourself when that happens. Thank you. All right. Uh, yes. Irvin's had one. So am I wrong by this, what I just said? They teach that. You can't be perfect. We all sin. Only Jesus was perfect. So why are they thinking the preacher is better than the rest of them? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Maybe you're going to get to it, but what is the right way for the congregation to deal with it if that happens? At a, well, it does happen, you know, sometimes. So what's the right way for the congregation to? Well, the right way would be not to judge the man if they have been born again and understood. But they're not born again, so they're judging the man. And they're going to turn on him and all kind of stuff. But the right way would be not to judge him. But do you think he should remain in that position as the pastor? Well, in that situation, because it's a judgmental congregation and everybody's in a fallen state, he's not going to be able to remain. He won't be because they're going to run him out. They're going to run him out because they have judged him. Because they have this higher standard for him than they do themselves and don't realize what they're doing. Uh I want to ask Duran a quick question. I'm not. I'm not going to ask you about slap making or anything. Okay. Uh, did he sin, the preacher, when he cheated on his wife? Uh, yeah. He sinned. Uh-huh. And why do you say yes? Because uh, he committed adultery. He that and that's a sin. Yeah. Okay. At least from my understanding, yeah. Oh, okay. Did he sin? And this is just fellowship, all right? Relax. Uh, I believe he did sin. And why? 
Uh, because when you get married, you make a covenant with your wife, as far as I know. And right. I feel like this has just always been my thought process on it, is when you're disloyal to somebody you're supposed to be in that close like proximity with and make like a commitment with, then you're going to be disloyal in other aspects of your life, whether it's business, whether it's other relationships. So I feel if you're always in that state, you're always going to be making those same kind of decisions with other people in your life as well. So I think that that's a sin that actually just keeps carrying on. Okay. So I believe so. This young lady want to respond, and then the young man from Kosovo, Wisconsin, want to respond. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. Same thing. <laughs> Kosovo's Minneapolis. Isn't that where the Black Lives Matter started killing and burning? Yeah, but that's a different black guy that got killed. Oh. They all look the same to me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Did he sin? I believe he did sin. And why do you believe that? Um, like ju- the gentleman said, um, he committed adultery. He did what? He committed adultery. And that's a sin? Yes. And why do you say that's a sin? <sighs> because it's cheating. I mean, you're like... The gentleman said, um, I, I mean, I didn't volunteer to say something, but um, I agree. Um, he's in a marriage, in a covenant, and you're expected to be loyal to each other. It's about how Doug to come here for a minute. You expect to be what? To be loyal to each other. Uh, who made that expectation? That's why you get married, right? I'm um, you know, with you. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did he sin? Right here. Oh, go over there, Joel. Uh, about this? About oh, okay. Was it me or him? You. You guys heard him on the radio Friday? Yeah. yeah. What's your name? Zael? Zaire. Zaire? Yeah. Oh, okay. You Did you guys hear him on the radio? Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Did he sin when he cheated on his wife? I don't know. This is So my, my journey's been unique, and um, I, I kind of reached a place where I realized because Coming up Catholic, I, I had certain ideas of what these words mean. Yeah. And then when I reached a place where I, I just realized that I was looking for answers through other people and, and looking, all these words kind of just became, I don't, I, I, I don't know exactly what they mean anymore. So right I'm kind of on a journey of like seeking what that even means. So I, I, don't, I don't feel like I can answer that. So are you from Kosovo? Which Kosovo. Concept? I don't even think Kosovo exists anymore. Wasn't that like Eastern Europe? <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. No, you're thinking of Kenosha, though. Yes. But I'm from Minneapolis. Oh, okay. That's yeah, where yeah. the riots Yeah, happening. yeah. But Wisconsin and Minneapolis are right next to each other. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Amazing. Darren, did he sin? No, he didn't. And, and why you say no, he didn't? The sin isn't cheating. The sin would be playing God, that he's, you know, that he can do whatever. Absolutely right. The sin is the judgment. The hate, playing God. The, he broke the commandment, but he did not sin. The sin is, is playing God, judging your fellow man. The congregations are sinning by hating him for it, judging him. But he did not sin. He did break the commandment. And you can't keep the commandment if you've not been born again of God. It's impossible. You must be born again of God. And then, oh, I wanted to ask you, though, what? You heard my answer. I hope you would be honest. Did he sin? 
I was no. going to say exactly what he said. Say what? I was going to say no. And why? For the same reason. It's hard to know now, huh? Yeah. I'm about to ask you another question. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. He did not sin. But the Christians say sin is lying, stealing, and killing. But nowhere in the scriptures it says it's a sin. It says keep these commandments. Here's what happened if you don't. Here's what happened if you do. And you can't keep those commandments until you're born again of God because everything is spiritual. We are a spirit. And that's why you have to be born again of the spirit in order to do that. Let me just uh, take here for And then the call. And then, yes, sir. Just real quick. So if he, if he judges himself, then he's sinning, would you say? If he... After he performs the act, breaks no, the if, no. <laughs> what the? You know, you know what I mean? Like, because well, you're saying because the congregation's you know judging that? him, so they're sinning, correct? No, I'm saying that sin itself is man playing God. Right. When you hate yourself and other, when you judge people, mm-hmm. we have opinions about things. When you think you know what you want, you're playing God, right. and no one should enter into the kingdom of heaven uh, if they play God. Okay. If they judge themselves and other people, if they have anger, resentment, or hatred. Hatred is the real word, but the people softened it down mm-hmm. uh, uh, through the years. But anger is still hatred. And anyone who has anger is playing God. Okay. Now, if that, hopefully if that church, the members had overcome that, and they found out that the preacher did it, they will understand it and they will see what type of action to take based on insight, based on love and not on hate. Okay. I got that. So if I if I did if I'm in that position and I did that and then I'm judging myself or I'm judging what I did, yes. am I playing God in sin? Absolutely. Okay. It's enough to see that it's wrong, but it's wrong to judge yourself for it. Got you. Okay. And one of the things that really, really clue about this guy, he has not been born again of God. For he said, I feel like I've gone against my grandmama my mama's mama, my mama, and some other mama. He said that? And, oh, and my wife. The man has not overcome the woman. No wonder he's cheating. He's still in that fallen state, so he's subject to women. And then being a popular guy like that and having money and name, women are waiting for him. Mm-hmm. But he can't resist it because the woman is still his God. He has not been born again yet. I see it. That makes sense? Yep, completely. Yeah. Thank okay, you. let me take this call, and then I'll take you. Okay, okay this is um, Nick in Iowa. Can you say it? Nick. Hey, Nick, welcome to church. Nick. Hey, Jesse. In Iowa. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, good service so far. I want <laughs> to say one thing about judgment, um, because I think we have to make judgments and decisions every single day of our life. No. And Well, like, even for picking out your... Girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you're no. judging them. You're picking this one over. That's there. not true. Once you're born again of God, you become the observer, and the light is guiding you. It really, really is. And it's amazing, okay. and everything you do, everybody hang out with, it's amazing. So, if you make so a decision you, about it, you're going to make the wrong decision. I'm telling if you. I tell you that I don't do the silent prayer, and you tell me suffer and die. Are right. you making a judgment? No. 
A judgment okay. is if I hated you for it. There's a thing called discernment. You can see it, but don't hate it, and you're protected from it. You can speak up about it. You can get loud, but you can't hate. But so, well, are you conflating judgment with hate then? Because I agree with you. There's a difference between discernment and judgment. You say am I, I conflating right judgment there. with hatred? Yeah. Yeah, they're right. both the same. Okay, that makes it more clear for me then. All right. Thank you. Um, yep. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yes, sir. I just wanted to make sure, is this a recent story about John Gray? Yes. So this is actually the second time that he cheated on his wife. I heard. Yeah. The women went. Yeah. And, and then, um, the first time. Yeah, and then the first time he cheated on his wife, um, he, he bought her a Lamborghini for forgiveness. Oh, that was for the first cheating? Yeah. Oh. So they what were about to. What did he buy for the second cheating? I don't know what he's going to get for the second cheating, <laughs> but... But I just wanted to, I think I just wanted to share, it might be a little bit hard for the congregation to forgive him again, just because it's the second time. <laughs> but they should. They believe that you can't be a Christian and not sin. Yeah. The preacher is no different. Yeah, Until, uh, and so they have no right to judge him if they believe that. Yeah, I, I was just sharing, like, it might be a little bit harder, but yeah. Oh, I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're judging him, too. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Let me do this. I, I got it because of time, and I want to end on time. Um, so that's my thing with that. So if the, the Christians believe that you cannot help but sin as a child of God, y'all need to back off John Gray. He's a human being, a Christian human being. So you, you got to make up your mind if you believe you can sin or not. You can't have it both ways, right? And blah, 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 blah. Oh, I want you to ask me whatever you want to ask, whether disagree, you're safe. This is not Black Lives Matter. <laughs> you can ask me anything. That's loaded. Um, so you found out about us through your husband? Yes. Okay. Have you ever watched it in the, in the shows or anything? Yes. And what's your question for me? Or disagreement or whatever? Well, this is a question that... I didn't come in, walk in with, but yeah. came up during this time. Right on. Yeah, put the mic up. Um, so when you break a commandment and you say that that's not a sin, right? what is it? It's breaking a commandment and causing problems for yourself. When you don't break the commandment, life is amazing. And so that's why God said keep these commandments because he set it up for us to have amazing lives. And once you were born again of God, I would never cheat on my wife. I already know that now. You know, but when I was in a fallen state, I would have cheated going and coming. <laughs> but I wouldn't do that now because I love what's right. I've been born again of the spirit of my father. And so I'm guided by that. Thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Uh, and what else did you have in mind before you went to that? This is your chance. This is what we do here. Okay, so you, what I've learned mostly in listening to you is the importance of forgiving the mother. Yes. Is it ever appropriate for the mother to go to the children and in some form ask for forgiveness? It's appropriate for her to go to them but not to ask for forgiveness. 
go to them and say, you know what, kids, I screwed y'all up. I was wrong. I hated your father. I was mad at my mother. I did to you guys what was done to me. And I'm, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Because if you ask someone to forgive you, they're not going to happen. That's why God said, go and forgive, and I will forgive you. Mm. Right? And so if your kids had any decency in them at all, and most kids will, if a mother or father went like that and said, hey, I screwed you up. It wasn't your father. It was me. And I was wrong. They will let it go in most cases. So in, some, in, a, in an instance like that, um, it, it might spark the child. To, yes. Okay. Because even if they don't forgive right then, they'll think about it. And it will be down the road, something will happen or something will click. And they'll be like, wow, and they can forgive you. Thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Have you done that through your kids? Have I done it through my kids? Yeah, cause them to become angry like that. Uh, looking back, I can think of many things that, uh, especially after listening to you, that um, caused them pain or, or was a bad example. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah. I, have you gone and apologized yet? I have, but I want to do it more direct. Yes. And just say, hey, I did this to you. Yes. All right? And if you turn them away from their father, just say, you know what? Your father and I was fighting. We were having a war, but it has nothing to do with you guys. It had nothing to do. Your father loved you. I love you. It's just that we didn't get along. And I'm sorry for turning you away from your father. He loved you. Thank you. And that's going to be hard because the ego. No, it's not hard at all. We'll do it. I wrote, I, I wrote letters? Oh, you wrote, no, you have to face them. Face to face? Yes. God said, go and forgive. He didn't say write a letter. Okay. Or, or make a I, phone call. I Only ha- if you have, I have to. No they re- going, I have no yeah. problem talking to them face to face. I thought it might be more easier for them to accept in a letter because it might be more awkward for them than it is hard for me. It will be. But let them feel that. Let them feel that uneasiness. Let them feel the fear or feel weird. They need to experience that. Okay. That's part of waking them up. Don't protect them from that. Okay. Because out there in the real world, they're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And so that's the beginning of it. Great. Amazing. Looking forward to it. Isn't that amazing? It is. Anything else? No. Any, any disagreements? No. When I say women don't have love, I've thought about that. I, I'm not sure I understand it, though, so I can't disagree. Oh. It's, not, I, it's not that I don't agree. It's that I don't understand what, what you mean by that. Uh, so do you believe women have love to give? If, I would say yes, just because of what I associate love. So and, maybe I'm associating love wrongly. And where did they get it from, the love that they have to give? I felt immense love from my mother. That's the problem. When mothers uh, traumatize their children, and all people who are born through the mother are traumatized. That's why you're of the flesh. And especially when she turned them away from their fathers, it just gets worse, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you, the moment you became angry at your mother as a child, in that very moment, you fell away from what is right, and you woke up to a fake love, mm. a love that comes from hate and not from, from, love, from love. 
non-hate. And so the love that women feel is a hate love. That's why it destroys everything. You notice that women that think that they have love, they destroy the house, the husband, the children, the cat, the dog, the grass, <laughs> the paint, drop off the house, fall off the house. Because mama love kills. It's the kind of love that stays with you until the day you die, and then it kills you. Uh-huh. That's why they must be born. Women must return to the father so that real love can operate through them. So if and, my, both my parents are, are deceased, right. and I can't go to them and forgive. Get to know yourself, and you will see how you, what you've done to your family and how the wickedness that's inside of you and you can't help it, mm-hmm. that will cause you to forgive your dead parents. Because you seeing it in yourself will make you understand about them. Mm-hmm. It will cause you to realize that they could not help themselves. Mm-hmm. And then in that, forgiveness would take place. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Are you doing the <laughs> silent prayer? Uh. Suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer and die. I can, I can feel the enemy coming in between me and that silent prayer. Oh, you can? <laughs> That's right. Yes, I can. And, and while you're doing it, you're going to feel all that? Just relax and let it happen. God is taking care of it. It has nothing to do with not wanting to do it. It has everything to do with putting everything before it. Yes. Well, do it. Don't put anything okay. before that. The first thing in the morning when you first wake up, do the silent prayer. And then the last day at night, you don't have to wait until 9 o'clock. Let's say you go to bed at 9, at 8.30 or 8 o'clock, but make sure you do it. you have an amazing sleep at night. I will do that. All right? Let me know what you think about it. Okay. Thank I'm you. glad you came. Thank you. I am too. Tell your husband I'm glad he told you about us. I will. Maybe he'll, well, he's, he would be here, but he's at our church right now. Right on. Amazing. So let me do this real fast. One other thing I want to bring up. So there's this thing where black people and some liberal whites are making white people say that they are privileged. Y'all heard about this? Isn't that amazing? What do you think about that, Caesar? I, the reason I remember Caesar's name, I like Caesar dressing. <laughs> or the Caesar salad. That's how I learned to remember his name. I heard that all my life. Caesar salad, little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So what I think about... The, white privilege. What I think about that? About, they are making white people oh, say yeah, that. yeah, that's evil. And then even if you're, if you're white and you're sitting at a cafe eating lunch yeah. for dinner, they'll come there and get you a little fat black right. lesbian. Right, right. <laughs> say it. Say it. Get out of here. They made you leave. What do you yeah, think about that? I just think I just think that shows the weakness, the state of weakness that white people are in right now. Because that wouldn't be happening, you know, if white people. They're not were, messing with the, the blacks and the Mexicans on no, that mess. No, no, no. It's only the whites. That was a black guy allegedly was killed by a Hispanic cop in South Central. Yeah. And they said we're not going over there. The gang members don't want us there. They didn't go over there. Right. What do you think about this? Well, I don't like it since I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make you leave your lunch yet. No, I'm I'm way up in the suburbs. I don't I don't see this. I don't deal with this. Oh, well, don't tell me exactly where you're located. No, because they're going to the suburb. I'm I'm waiting for them. So my question is, now once they make all white people say, "Oh yeah, we have white 
privileged. What's well, going to happen next? I mean, I'll never. Would that make the blacks better? Would they? What would happen if every white person admitted to? Are the white people expected to play dumb, to stop building, stop trying as hard? What do they want from the white people once they say that? Right. Yeah. There. I mean, there's no. There isn't anything logical to it. It's all infantile, uh, emotionally driven. Uh, there's there's no uh, foresight. There's there, you know they there's no future in, in it. So really, it's probably just a, a third world country outcome. So are the whites playing dumb now? They stop working as hard, studying and building and all that. I don't know. I I don't pay attention. I don't. I mean. <laughs> oh, we don't let the black people see y'all doing something. They gonna say, I thought. You knew not to do anything. You have to do like the blacks. Don't do anything. Right. Amazing. So I can't take it. I'm sorry. Stop it. I'll take the new guy. Are you new? What's your name? Uh, my name's Aziz Milo. Well, thanks for coming, man. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me. How'd you hear about us? Uh, these couple of guys next to me right here. Oh, cool. And you have a question or comment for me? Yeah. So I, I, I want you to uh, I want you to say again say again what the topic what the topic is. I'm I, sorry? I, I want to I be clear on what we're speaking on. I want you to say again what the topic is about this white privilege thing. Yeah. Uh, my my question is the black the radical fat black lesbians <laughs> are making white people say that they have white privilege and the weak liberal white people are doing it. Yeah. And if all white people say, okay, yeah, we got white privilege, then what? Are the, are the white people expected to play dumb, don't build anymore, just let America fall apart? What do they expect to happen once the white people say that? Um, I, think, I think it obviously comes from a, a, a point of... Uh, it comes from a point of... I, 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 so I seen a video. I seen a video on Instagram, and it, it reminds me specifically of the situation. She was a, a, f- a fat black lesbian girl that had moved to Africa. She was American, or maybe like she really was really fat. She wasn't really. She was. She was doing her thing. Right? She maybe she was European. She of uh, of English descent from somewhere, but black in Africa. And uh, she was talking about how. Uh, the consistent, the consistent rhetoric when African American lives are brought up is brought up in the the small bubble of struggle of African Americans living in struggle, you know, and uh, which in America that has a majority rule for sure it does, but I think Black it's about are bringing not that struggling to struggling in America. They're not. No, they don't like to work. Okay. What are they struggling with? They don't do nothing. <laughs> you struggle when you have to get up at 3.30 in the morning. We have to go to work. But they don't work. They don't do anything. What are they, how are they struggling? Um, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I think we might defer in dispositions. Cause, uh, we might do what? I think we defer in dispositions because the defer? statistics say otherwise. Or the statistics defer? say, yeah. 
What do you mean defer? Yeah, I think I think we I think we don't I think we don't have the uh, the same set of knowledge that we believe in. Maybe this well, is my have, this is my first the two time. Two of us. Maybe. Yeah. We don't have the same set of what? Get knowledge. Knowledge. About what? Yeah. Because um, I, I think the statistics are pretty are pretty there for showing that uh, African Americans aren't uh, anywhere near as financially stable as, as white people. They're you know, not. Sure that makes because they don't work. They don't save their money. They buy pot. Okay. Okay. Where's where's that stemmed from? Do you think? Do you believe? Go to the hood. Look at fat black lesbian. Can't you okay. tell they smoke? Okay. Listen, if they have fathers and mothers together, okay. setting a good example, teaching them to work, saving the money, and to treat all people the way they would like to be treated, 100%. they wouldn't be in this situation. No, actually, I, I agree with that so much. So they can't blame it on the white man. I think that it has, uh, and I and I'm actually on your side, but. The question is, uh, or the, the topic that was brought up is that, so what, what, what would change? What would change when white people admit the fact that there is such thing as white privilege? Black people are going to get worse. Black people are going to get worse. They're going to destroy more. You because so? you don't be a character when someone giving to your threats or when someone give you something without you earning it, you get worse. The reason black people have gotten worse because over the last 70 years, White people have not stood up and told them, I'm not your problem. You need to turn back to God. You need to get married. You need to work and do your own thing. Leave me alone. And white people have given to them. And now they feel like they deserve it. They are at a point now where they're saying, Michelle Obama, Big Mama Michelle, you know who she is? No, no, no. You don't know who Big Mama Michelle is? No. You know Obama? Yeah. You know Obama? Yeah. He married to a woman named Big Mama. Okay. <laughs> you know her? Yeah. Yeah. She said that white, either white women or white people don't respect black women or something. What did she say? They don't see black women. Here she is, 12 feet tall, <laughs> big as a house. And you, you think she's not seen? And this woman bought a home over in a white folks' neighborhood and bought a house in Washington, D.C. and put a big fence around it. Living how in the hall was the first lady of the, of the United States. And we don't see them? They think white people don't see them? That makes sense to you? All right, so I think I'm... Uh, how old are you? I'm 21, but now, oh. so... You smoke pot? Yeah, I smoke pot. Wow, well, that's my case. Yeah. <laughs> put down the pot! Really, put down, did, did y'all tell him to put the pot down? This is your first time seeing him? Yeah, we, we haven't been around for a while. I just, I just came into L.A. for today. Yeah. Oh, y'all hadn't got to the pot pot. <laughs> put the pot down, man. Well, they, well, real quick, so what I was going to say was, is where I think a lot of the white privilege does stem from. I mean, you know, it's systemic racism, all that stuff going on. It's, it's been a, no, Hold you, on. you guys don't like it. Hey, 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 be quiet, y'all. Don't judge. They judge it. No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your point because of time. The the all right, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, maybe it's a conversation for for us to feed into in a different time, you know. Uh, but what I'm what I'm uh, what I'm trying to get at is, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I I, I I thank you for your time. I thank you for no, your no. Time. I'm glad you did, man. It's no problem. I do want to ask. Um, can you come on the radio show and take your mask off and talk about this on the show? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll work that out. But listen, 
Have you noticed the people who are crying systemic racism, who are leading the way? They're millionaires. The basketball players, they're hard on the black man in America, right? They have millions of dollars. Uh, Big Mama Michelle and Oprah and all the people who are crying systemic racism got more money than the white man. Why don't they tell y'all how they got that so y'all can go that route? They got around systemic racism some kind of way. They should be teaching that, don't you think? Yeah, that. And they didn't burn and they didn't kill and they so, didn't steal for the money. I don't think that the I don't think that white people being aware of white privilege would change would would do would would is not going to have the majority of impact necessary to help build up the black community. Aside from the black community doing what's necessary to 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 do for themselves, you feel me? Right. But that has a lot a large part to do with it. It it it. it we live in a white man's world, you know? And we, we live in we a what? We live in a white man's world. A white man's world? We live in a white man's don't world. Don't tell nobody. We don't, we don't live in a white man's world? No. Shh. <laughs> don't say that yet. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep your mask on. So we don't really know who you are. <laughs> no, we do not live in a white man's world. Okay, okay. We live in God's world. Yes. Okay, okay. But we'll pick, thank you for that, though. We'll pick up on it, all right? Gracious. Thank I, you. I'm really glad to hear. It's not like I don't want to talk about it, but I'm running out of time. No, I, I really, and I said we're going to end I think, on time. I thank you and, and everybody else. But we're going to have you on the show. Possibly. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Okay. Don't smoke pot that morning, though. Never. Yeah, I've had no. people on the show who were high I, I, I on the show. I did already smoke pot. But I was, okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was walking. I was at the beach. I didn't know what I was walking into. But thank you guys for having me. I really, and I really like, I really love what you, you know. I, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's fine, buddy. Uh, my biblical question, what is the kingdom of heaven like to you? Somebody on the phone about that, right, James? Yep. They still there? Yep. Wow. What's her name? Uh, Yousef, Yousef out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yousef out of Atlanta. Yousef, welcome to church. Hey, how you doing? Amazing. So you want to answer the biblical question. What is the, uh, the kingdom of heaven like to you? All right. Uh, so the kingdom of heaven... It's really interesting. Uh, it's like nothing in a sense that, all right, this is how I want to explain it. So it's right on time. So, like, uh, I listen to your show, and uh, everything that I need is at, like, my fingertips. Like, sometimes I want to call in and talk to you and ask you questions about if I'm doing right or doing something wrong or whatever. And... Like, with eight, like, even if I don't call in, um, I'm seeking and things just show up, yeah. like, in my presence. So the answer, like, will be right there. Just like when I was, uh, like, I didn't want to answer this question. Uh, actually, I was kind of like, like, uh, during the week, I didn't want to, you know, I was like, man, I do want to, you know, answer the question, but I really don't. And I was going back and forth. And then, like, I listened to one of your old shows. And the question was answered within one of those old shows that I was watching. Right on. Um, about seeking the kingdom of heaven. So, like, everything just happens, um, like, right on time. And you don't, you just present and you don't have to really um, work to get what you need. It's just, it's just there. Amazing. I guess. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining the church, too. Um, yeah. Man, you still alive. 
He wanted to commit suicide the first time he came. Remember the suicide guy? Yeah. It's been weeks and he's still alive and just a fat and sassy. I'm, I'm, I'm fat and sassy, yeah. I'm, I'm doing extremely well now. Isn't that amazing? Right on, man. Extremely well. I'm making... who, who told you about us? What's that? Who told you about your church? Uh, Richard. Oh, Richard. Yeah, Richard saved a life. Yeah, where's Richard? He's not here today. Richard, Richard that's a spread the word. And Eric the Redhead was a good guy too. Right on. Amazing. Right. Right. So how are things going? Um, I'm making more money in my job than my last job. Um, my son, me and my son have rekindled our relationship. My son and I. Uh, I've, I've told my ex to screw off. Oh. Right, you know. Uh, you told your what, ex what? My ex. To do what? Screw off. Amazing. Excuse my language. Right? You I, are alive. And uh, <laughs> I basically says, look, I'm making so much money, I don't need to talk to you. Right on. Right? You know, I don't, I don't need to talk to you. Right? And you and your son are back together? Me and my son are, are chatting up, visiting, everything. We've rekindled it. We're investing in stocks right now. Oh, amazing. Tesla. All the way, baby. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. And uh, <laughs> call my broker. <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing recovery since July 4th. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's been. Uh, and uh, basically. Isn't that amazing, though? You came in that day with no hope. Yeah, and pretty now zero you're hope. alive and well, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would have never expected it. I, did, I haven't lost my apartment. I'm, I can easily cover the rent, right? My landlord was, like, sabotaging me, going, you can't have a roommate. And I was really pissed off during that. He goes, you're doing this so you can evict me. And she's, like, silent. And she goes, oh, you're just a pretty Persian. That's what I told her. A pretty right? Persian? You know? <laughs> and, you know, and I goes, you know what? And I, I managed to save my apartment. Now she knows that I, I have complete control of my finances. So it's like right on, man. And I'm making probably forty, fifty percent more than my last job. Oh, amazing! And so does this, COVID. does she know about white privilege? This Persian lady. I don't she know. Say, Look at the lady. I got white privilege. <laughs> I'm staying. Yeah, I don't know about her. And she I ain't paying no rent. She thought I would. Ch- <laughs> She thought Isn't I would. That white privilege? She thought I would choke during COVID, and she was she was already measuring my carpet uh, to, for the next tenant. Oh, and nice. I was like, "You've had one on July eighth. You've had one on July fifteenth, and you had one like two weeks after." It's like you had three different carpet measuring guys going. You know, basically, <laughs> don't worry, this guy's leaving. You know, he's gonna he's not gonna cover the rent. So. Well, I could see why she would think that because you had no hope. You were just whining and complaining, and in your head. Well, I'm not whining, and complaining. Yeah. I was, I, I was, I was uh, reaching out for a lifeline. You were, but and, the wrong lifeline, though. Right now, you, know, you found the right one. Let me ask real fast: Is there a lesson in that whole deal for you to make such a turnaround? The lesson: uh, Don't make rash decisions uh, when you're suicidal. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> right? Another thing is always, I mean, what kept me probably, well, there was that lady that stopped me from attempting suicide. That was one thing in Santa Monica. But after that, what kept me going was every time I was feeling horrible, I would get another job offer, a job interview, and I would screw it up. 
right? And then I would get a, and then I would go down the gutter again, and then I was I got another job offer, job interview, and I screw it up. And I, I got I applied probably eighty plus jobs. I got probably fifteen interviews. I screwed them all up. Why? Due to anxiety, due to depression. The black man only get one chance. Right. You have fifteen chances. That's white privilege. You right, man. Uh, no, I mean, I, a white I, man's I, world. I, I got the sixteenth about the sixteenth interview. I finally nailed it. Well, let me do this because I got to end. I, I encourage you to do the silent prayer <clears throat> dot video. So when something else happens, you don't go into your head. As he was saying earlier, you don't overreact. All right. So do the silent prayer. God is with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing turnaround. I just. Shocked out of my mind. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm glad to see you alive. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, All right. I'm still there. Okay. Um, sure. What's the kingdom of heaven like to you? You don't know? Say it on the mic so people can hear you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I. It says you, it's beyond anything you can think. So... I don't know. I just, uh, okay. I don't know. Right. I, I think it's going to be fantastic, but I don't know. It's pretty good now. So hopefully Are you doing the silent prayer, sir? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the kingdom of heaven like to you? Hello. Um, I think kingdom of heaven is here if uh, it's just a matter of forgiving and following God. Um, because... I think maybe God is more concerned, not necessarily with the physical, but more spiritual. Uh, just as being a born-again Christian, you don't have to necessarily go through the whole baptism, dumping in the water and all that. You just got to, like, as you said, forgive your parents. Then your soul is renewed, and you'll deal with the world differently. And I can imagine a born-again Christian doesn't have no peace throughout any sort of opposition that he faces. So the, the kingdom of heaven is like what for uh, you? Peaceful. Peaceful? Mm-hmm. Okay. No emotions. I want to ask the man in the hat, and then I put my little two cents, and we're out of here. The man in the hat inside the building. What is the kingdom of heaven like to you? I think I would say the same thing about how he was saying, you know, there's love, peace. Um, I would say, I think that kind of sums it up for me, at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. What? All right. One thing about white people, they love to push you around. <laughs> what, you let them in your business, they take over. This is... This is Kurt in Houston, Texas. About hey, Kurt, welcome to church, real fast. What's going on, Jesse? Man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, ashamed of what you've been talking about lately, man. What's going on? Let's take Kurt later. I ain't got time for that. Call the show, Kurt. I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm totally over already. I was thinking about. It occurred to me while I was in Modesta, California. All of a sudden, I, I remember how I used to live in my head. When I would go, even when I woke up for a while, I would go in and out of my imagination. And when I would go into my imagination, it was like going into darkness. But then when I was out of the imagination, it was like being in the light. All was well. You know, you can see, and it reminded me of when I was in Alabama. 
and we used to plant flowers and the crop and things like that. And when the sun is out, the flowers just grow. They cut, they they like fold up like this, right in the darkness. But then in the sunlight, they grow. They open their wings, they spread. And I realized, wow, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like for me. It's like if I go into my thoughts, it's like a darkness. I shrivels up, and I you can go into fear and doubt. You're not getting any life because you're not getting the light. But when you live outside of your thought, you're in the sunshine, and you're always just growing. You don't feel it, but you're just growing because you can see you're walking in the light, you're getting the sunshine, and all is just well. And for me, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. It's living in the sunlight within instead of going into the darkness in your imagination. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And this was happening while we're yelling at the fat black lesbians. Black Lives Matter and all them. But <clears throat> that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. When you're, not, when you're in your darkness, in that darkness, you're dying. You shrivel up. But when you're in the light, you're growing. The light is causing you to grow. You can't feel it, you can't taste it, and you can't touch it. But for me, that's what it's like. And so I don't want to apply that to you. That's what I want everybody to look at themselves, to know thyself so you can know what the kingdom of heaven is like for you. It is like living in the light and growing like a flower or a plant or something. All right? That's for me. So just smoke on it. I got to end this right now. And uh, so I have a brand new biblical question. And uh, my producer gave me this this morning, Nick. Oh, do people change? That's my biblical question. Do people change? Uh, that's from Nick. What do you say? Do people, one question, one response, and that's it. Do people change? Uh, that's a hard one. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think people have the capacity to, but unless they actively make that effort, they won't. They, they, so, are, so you're saying yeah, they do or they don't change? They do. People do change? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you say to that? I think people can change as long as they put in but the effort. But do they change? Like, do. Do people change? Like in what aspect? Period. <laughs> mm, I mean, like personally, I've seen like my dad has changed. So I think people can change. Okay. What do you say to that? The young man, yeah. Yeah, definitely. People do change? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to end this. Oh, from Kosovo, you have any questions about anything? <laughs> I do. Okay, you come a long, he came for the meeting, the men's forum. He came a long way, so. I appreciate it. I think this is the one I forgot to ask you Friday. Um, you smoke pot? Yes. You smoke pot? Yes. Somebody, I, the reader asked us, I saw a note that someone sent me. Yeah. You should have asked the boy from Kosovo, does he smoke pot? You did. And then I said yes, but it kind of got mumbled up in the conversation. Oh, I asked like, you that on the show? Back to it. Yeah. Oh, well, he but wanted yeah, that's me to get you. That's something uh, I, I do want to overcome. Okay. Um, and so, um, but my question is, uh, I've noticed a lot of people, it's, uh, they have a, it, it, it's not, not necessarily that they have a problem with your message, but the way you say it in the language, um, I'm not one of them, 
But You're not what? I'm not one of the people who have a problem. Oh, right, I know. But uh, <laughs> um, you wouldn't be here if you had a problem. With right. It. You so, wouldn't come all the way in from right. Kosovo to a gone <laughs> meeting. You know the day the day I came though, I, I was watching this video where a guy like came and you were like, "Oh, it's your first time. What you do?" And he just went off on you. And I was like, maybe I should do that. And they just be like, no, nah, I'm playing. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm curious, just uh, if you have anything to say on uh, on that, and like on from your position, what what you're seeing on your end? Because for me, it seems like you're reflecting back to them exactly what they're <laughs> what they're doing, and they don't see that. Right. Um, and it seems so. It's, you seem very clear with what you're doing, um, and I don't I don't sense any hate behind it. But I'm curious just what your words on that, and then what do you see on the other side? What's happening with them that they can't? When they're acting that way, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking it personal. I realize they cannot see, and so they're doing the best they can. I was in that position at one time where I could not see, and if someone said certain things to me or treated me in a certain way, I would get mad, overreact. And so when they do it, I just know they can't see. And so my desire is to wake them up, point them to the source to wake them up. And so I'm patient with them and hope that somewhere down the road, they may one day look at that and like, wow, I overreacted. Why? And the moment they start asking a question, that's when they'll start to wake up. Okay. It's yeah. not personal. They literally cannot help it. Right. Curious. Because, yeah, because I noticed with myself in becoming like my mama, um, <laughs> like I, but in my communication, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm similar. At least I get similar reactions. Like I'm just direct and straight with it. And so, yes. but I noticed myself as I grew, like starting to shrink because people's reactions were so hostile. And so it was like don't, I don't, don't have any other way to say this. Right. Right. Perfect love does not give in to evil. Right. Really, they can't help it. Just don't take it personally. For sure. They literally cannot help it. Mm -hmm. And and out of a thousand, one will wake up eventually. Got you. All right, so yeah, yeah. don't don't give in to it. Just don't be mad at them for overreacting to you. Right. They literally cannot help it. Mm -hmm. I see that. Thank you. Uh, amazing. When you going back to Kosovo? I'm going to leave you tonight. Oh, right on, yeah, yeah. man. It's an honor having you here. It's Minneapolis, but yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> anyway, so. It was an honor to be here, and thank you for having me on the show. That was it was really fun, great. huh? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. He had a little poetry. <laughs> Y'all heard his poetry? Yeah. Oh, Lord. You know, all the black, angry black guys. Thank you. I got to clap it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's funny. I was thinking about doing kind of like a parody or a satire of like that, that angry spoken word, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, entitlement canceled me now, but we'll see where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> How come all angry black people have poetry? I don't know. And I don't then know the poetry is so dumb. <laughs> Not yours. You're nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> It definitely wasn't angry. It right. Wasn't angry. You're really nice. I appreciate it. But that. the black lad, I went up the mountain and I looked over yonder. <laughs> you know, I saw one recently, a and woman I saw did on. <laughs> I saw one recently when a woman did on because a black boy had drowned. And so her whole spoken word was about black people. Uh, this boy drowned because black people can't swim because of. What, racism and white supremacy and all this. And it was just, it was madness, man. Made you want to throw her in the water, huh? <laughs> man, you said I got it in. I do appreciate it. Thank you, man. But here's a really good call. You doesn't have that anger. So, yeah, white people poetry. Uh, um, <laughs> we got it in. Right, Hermes? What's the announcements? <laughs> 
No announcement. That's nice. <laughs> Happy Labor Day tomorrow. Relax. We're going to be enjoying the show live, but the office is closed, so we can't do any counseling or anything. And by the way, we have the best counseling service. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share, ring the bell, and all that good stuff. And thank you for supporting Bond, your tithe and offerings. I absolutely appreciate it. What? The show what? The show is live yeah, the show is live tomorrow. And we will reach a super chat to D-Live tomorrow as well. And I'm going to try and move more calls. I know a lot of people call in, and I don't get to your calls. We're going to change that a little bit. Um, is that it? And so have a good day, to, to the rest of the day and tomorrow. And thank you so much for joining us in church. I absolutely appreciate it. And thank you all as well. It was amazing. Oh, amazing. So, Joe.